The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too. The Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. This is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. We're going to get to that in just a moment, but if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to hot, uh, watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Second video down on the right, click on that, enlarge it on whatever device you've got there, and then click on the icon for the platform. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends in there this morning. Good Good morning, guys. Great to see you in there uh, across all the platforms uh, that we're streaming out to. We're on <clears throat> not only SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, but also BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, uh, DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. We're also on Twitch at Setting Brushfires and Roku 
on cutting edge TV, trying to remember all those different places that we're at. And, you know, if I can ever get time apart from the other things that I'm doing, we're going to try to reach out on maybe, I don't know if that TikTok has a thing. I think I saw where there was a way I could do that and maybe Instagram. I'm not real big fans of either one of those, but they're another platform maybe where we can reach some other people and we're going to see if we can do that as well. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, he's been gone for a few days, uh, recuperating, resting, and uh, I guess healing up a little bit. You can catch that right above where we're streaming live <clears throat> on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and that goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Above that is where you can subscribe to our newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. Sign up for that. You get one email from us a day. That includes the Morning Show archive. All of the goodies that we're going to talk about today will be in that archive. So, guys, <clears throat> I, I'm not, I don't try to be mean or anything. I just say, look, I'm telling you, while you're listening, it'll be in an archive which will be in an article format, like this little guy here. I'm going to show the people who are watching my way of the video channel. This is yesterday's show, okay? So when you click on it and it goes over, what it does is it gives you an introduction to it. You've got the video. You've got the podcast. You've got all, all the videos we used. You've got all the links to articles we mentioned, any of that stuff. It's all right here in one place, so it makes it real simple for you. If you just wanted to share a video and you don't want to share all of this, you can grab that out of there and share it and do all those kinds of things. So just so you know, that will be later on at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Same title as we're using for today, Operation Polaris, Strategic Alignment of Feds and States to Control You. Just look for that on sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you will find it. This week we're highlighting in our store the Sons of Liberty dog tags. They're normally $8.00. But uh, if you get one of these or several of these, you get one dog tag in each packet. Okay, so it's you can get a silver or you can get a black one. And uh, these guys are normally eight dollars, but if you use the promo code love, that's L O V E in the promo code uh, in the checkout in the promo code section there, you'll get ten percent off of them. No matter how many you, you get, you get ten percent off of them. Okay, so that's through Saturday night at midnight. If you've been wanting to pick these up, these are high quality. They really are. They're not like a military dog tag. They're the same size. But boy, these things are uh, made out of some strong stuff. I don't know if that's stainless steel or what they what they use with that, but they're really nice. And uh, if you've been wanting to pick one of those up, now's the time you can get ten percent off. All right. So real quickly before we bring Lynn on, because she's got a lot of information to give us, I promised you we were going to play Adam Heikla. Uh, and again, this is to to just encourage you guys to encourage Adam and his family. They go around to the uh, the school boards and they speak. And uh, this is him recently. I think this is from two days ago. Beth Bethany can correct the people or me in the chat if that's not the case. But I'm pretty sure this was two days ago because I didn't get to play it yesterday. Uh, so here's Adam at the uh, at a school board somewhere in Michigan. And I think I've got to move ahead here just a little bit before he starts speaking. Thank you. I, I do greatly appreciate you spending the time. Um, I think that it's an important thing as local elected officials that we do understand that in this position you should be reaching out continually for more information from your constituents from the people that come to share with you the fact that even the fact that your your rules here say that the public participation portion is only going to be limited to one half hour on a regular basis is honestly appalling it is appalling and, but this is the same thing that I've seen. 
and more, so many boards. I, I, that's what I've been doing is speaking to boards all over Southwest Michigan over the last many months. And I haven't spoken to you as a board in many years because we pulled my children out five years ago from your school because of the issues that we ran into repeatedly. I was sitting in the back here getting a list of why I no longer have children in your district. My oldest daughter, we moved to your district because you had more curriculum options than Penfield District had that we were in. In fifth grade, in middle school, we brought my daughter to your school. And my daughter, who is a loving, kind, caring, still today, but was broken by your middle school, when you all put her in a classroom with a teacher that you wanted to remove from the school, but because of your union issues and the protections when you're tenured, you had to do things in order to get that, rid of that teacher. So you had a teacher that wanted to be a librarian that you had as a teacher that you put every single bad child in the classroom. Problem children in that classroom. So that was my daughter's first year at your school. And we should have known right then to pull her out. And never participate again in your school. But we continued on. The next year, she had a teacher that picked on the children. So when we talk about the bullying problems in this school, it comes from administration down. And that is why we pulled our children from this school. Because you then cover it up. And now, in the last month, we've seen how much has been already covered up. And covered up, and covered up by local elected officials that do not want to be held accountable. It is disgusting and wrong. And there are opportunities for homeschool children in this community that are abundant and amazing. And my children now thrive. We should have known when my daughter was in elementary school, my next daughter, and your teachers couldn't give enough, enough work for my daughter to do in class, telling us that we had to bring schoolwork or books for her to read because you couldn't provide enough work for my child even? Three years after, you all have a duty and I Thank you for your we will next hear from Sir, your time has expired. We got to shut you up uh, because you're telling too much truth, and um, you know we. This is why we only have a half hour, man. I mean, come on. Uh, there was a second portion here uh, that I'm going to give you, and uh, then we'll move on to to land here. So I apologize for that, but we, we do have our rules. We stated them pretty clearly, and if we open up the door now, where is it going to end? Well, that, this is a big meeting for the purpose for people that came to speak. Um, for the transparency purpose, that they said, As many have. Sorry, I meant to give you guys the video there. Sorry. Ask to, to change that rule right now. Like I said, I got here a little bit late because I had to try late. I didn't know anything. Uh, did you hand me all the cards that you had received at the time the public comments began? You have? Okay. So I, I apologize, but we are going to move on with our meeting. Are you serious? Seriously? Let him talk! <laughs> Give him three minutes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 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 I mean,
That's all that matters. Just start talking. Just start talking. There's a lot of people here that are going to have to discuss this as a board. I don't want to make a decision here. Hiding behind the women who are up there is what he's doing. Any conversation from the board? Any motion? Just start talking. I'll make a motion. Yeah, sorry about my head. Thank you. Thank you. Continue with public comment. Um, I don't know if Mayor Jane, you were clear exactly how much longer you wanted to go. I think until everyone's completed their I will extend that for another 15 minutes. Yeah, I got to get home to uh, the next episode of whatever's on the television. Come on, we got to move it along. I'm sorry, I can't. Yes. Yes, okay. So it's been moved and supported to extend for another 15 minutes. Is there discussion on this motion? Hearing none, those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? Okay, motion carries. And what I will ask in keeping with our process, I need copies of these cards and I need them in my hand in about one minute so that I can call you up one at a time. Okay, all right, so they're sorting all this stuff out. Now, of course, Adam got him another 15 minutes. Again, sorry for my head being in there. <laughs> I, was, I was paying attention to what was going on. But uh, he got another 15 minutes to talk uh, with, uh, or for the people to actually voice what they what problems they had with these guys and uh you know good for adam good for adam he's going out there he's doing the stuff and, he, and uh, bethany says this is the first school that really got them started off on uh you know speaking out in the school boards and good for adam you know he's holding his ground there and he's not being nasty he's not being mean he's just putting out from a parent's perspective what's going on we promote that we promote you being the solution tomorrow in fact let me pr- plug this before I bring Lynn on and we may go over because Lynn's got a lot and we're taking a couple of minutes here tomorrow we're going to have Dr. Jane Ruby back on and it's not going to be like it was last time okay she is fired up and um, she's saying the same thing we've got to be the solution a lot of these people who have been supporters of Trump are now waking up to it believe it or not they're waking up praise God for it that they have to be the solution. They're not looking to D.C. They're not looking to Trump. They're not looking to any of these political heads. They're saying, we've got to be the solution. And I think you'll like that. Lord willing, tomorrow morning we'll air that interview 6 a.m. But for today, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, here is the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Hello, how are you? I am good. I am good. And we've got a we've got quite a show going on this morning. Oh, I'm sorry, I hit that and went to the wrong thing there. <laughs> suddenly I'm not Lynn Taylor. Okay. <laughs> suddenly, yeah, suddenly you're not. I, I had that on from yesterday when I was doing the interview. So oh, I apologize for that. Okay. I hit it I hit it when not you and I were coming on. Now we've got this thing not called Operation Polaris. This must be an yes. under the radar thing because it yes. sounds highly secretive. And uh, stealth and tactical, what are we looking at here in Operation Polaris? Well, the North Carolina uh, State Superintendent, Catherine Truitt, 
has totally blown it, you know. And when I put this article out, I did the hashtag with Truett Blewett because what she has done, and let me show everyone, and I, um, if you're just listening, you're going to have to take my word for it. This is the opening page, and what you'll see is a constellation up in one corner. You'll see Operation Polaris, and then you'll see children looking through a telescope on uh, another corner. And the tagline under Operation Polaris says, Navigating Students Toward a Brighter Future. And so, you know, I'm looking at it, then I look at the press release, and in the press release, the state superintendent is uh, almost with the, since it's Hobbit Day, she's almost in the ad- attitude of North Carolina children are all my precious. And I have to navigate them toward a North Star that she will use. And what this North Star is, is more data tracking through assessments. So the more I dug into it, Tim, the more I found out North Carolina is not alone. In fact, Adam and Bethany State is also in on this as well. It may not be under the name Operation Polaris, but the intent will be the same. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But let me name the other states that are doing almost exactly what North Carolina is doing. You have L.A. County, California. You have New Jersey, Missouri, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, West Virginia, Michigan, Minnesota, Texas, Mississippi, Connecticut and Oregon. And how this is coming about is because in the name of COVID, we've had all these relief bills and relief monies going to different funding streams in our states that have created brand new state level entities that is more authority instead of it being local. It's flying under the radar of being local, but yet it's not local because it ties to all these funds. But what my point is, is it's creating new offices of totalitarianistic rule over what's happening in the school. And that is through what's known as OLRs or DSTs. And those are Office of Learning Recovery and Acceleration or District and School Transformation. Now, you were talking about people waking up over, you know, uh, not being Trumpers anymore. Uh, As far as the research in this particular 32-page document, you can find the funding streams for what I'm talking about to create these new offices and more government will be under Trump. We have the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations Act, which tied to the Higher Education Emergency Relief Fund under Trump, which ties to the CARES Act from Biden and the American Family Plan from Biden. And it's a combination of all of these funds, Tim, that have created these OLRs and these DSTs. Now, they're using COVID-19 to create what's known as public school units. And those are not just your public schools, but Tim, those are going to be what we've talked about before, the pod schools, the hub schools, hub Okay, hub schools. Those are the ones that turn your libraries and local community uh, education services into public school units. If you're using public school at home, it turns your home into a public school unit. And we wonder why the government thinks they have the nanny state. It's because we've let them. 
Well, that's exactly right. And, uh, of course, we, we point back to an issue of what Adam mm-hmm. spoke about when we were playing that video there, and that is the parents right. taking responsibility in this issue and standing up not only to mm-hmm. deal with their own family, but to push back against government to resist that tyranny. Absolutely. Now, what else I was able to find in the research is that you're going to find that the National Governors Association, as well as the Council of Chief State School Officers, and remember, they are the two bodies that own all the copyrights to the Common Core State Standards, which are very much in use, and Operation Polaris backs that uh, continuation up. You're also going to find that uh, educational entities that are tied to the Common Core machine outside of North Carolina are now in this particular plan because, after all, what happens in one state has to happen in the other. And the reason I say that, especially with the news coming out of Florida that DeSantis has somehow kicked Common Core to the curb, BS and horse hockey, he has not because these these types of plans were are going to be put into every one of the states because every one of the states, including Florida, got these emergency relief funds in the name of education, both through the elementary and secondary education, as well as the higher education. And add to that funding through labor, funding through health and human services, which this particular plan intersects on purpose, which goes back to what I have been preaching for years since every student sees at past. And that was why we had the largest power increase given to the Department of Health and Human Service, the Department of Labor and Education, <clears throat> excuse me, also got a power increase, but not near to the level as health and human service and labor. And we're seeing it play out in this because there are four targets in this particular uh, operation that Truett is, is, has said she's put together. Okay. Remember, it's, it's her North Star that she wants all these students to, to follow. You have literacy, you have student support services, which sounds nice and neat, but it's a glorified way of saying, you know, more social and emotional mind bending. Then we have accountability and testing, which of course means more and more assessments. And then we have human capital, probably my personal favorite. Okay. But the human capital in this particular plan supposedly only targets the teachers. But what we've seen happen is it's under the guise of, well, if we invest better in in educating those who educate our children, we're going to have better schools and better schools is going to mean that um, we're going to have better assessment results. And if we have better uh, assessment results, then we can get more funding. And then it puts the burden back on the children. But we've done enough shows, Tim, especially showing that the definition for human capital is not just for teachers. It's for everyone who walks the face of the planet, because you go from being a living, breathing uh, person into somehow a tradable commodity that economics wants to use to put you into certain places so that you can do what the economy dictates and the government says, not what you want to do. And that's playing out through what's known as the competency-based education, which Operation Polaris is slam full of. It's all on mastery-based education and competency-based education for skill-based learning. And remember, this came out in North Carolina, but it's also in those 12 states that I just listed. And it's going to be popping up in the other states, just not under the name OLR, which is Office of Learning, Recovery, and Acceleration. And what are they accelerating? The skill-based education. So Johnny and Susie 
can hurry up and get through school because after all, COVID has has created such a problem in what they've not been able to learn that the school solution is let's throw more money in it. Let's throw more assessments at it. Let's throw more skill based in it so that we don't have to worry about if they can read, write and spell, but we're going to put them through that job mill, and we're going to get them out there in the economy. And that's precisely what Polaris is doing. It just doesn't sound like it. For example, in literacy, and I sent this in the link so people could see the state legislation has gotten in on this as well. It's wanting us to know that the way it's going to improve literacy in the state of North Carolina is aligned to read to achieve which has been proven by studies to be a failing way to prepare little people in this state on how to read. But the state legislature in this particular bill, which is Senate Bill, oh goodness, where it is, Senate Bill 387, now known as Public Law, uh, North Carolina Public Law 2021-8, And what the General Assembly has done, Tim, is they have created a phrase called the science of reading and then defined it in in this particular bill. And if you look at the name of the bill, it's supposed to be about better education. Now, it claims that it will help teach phonics and all this other stuff. But if you look at the if you look at the supporting documentation in this particular plan and let me get to the page because I want to. I wanted folks to hear the sheer lunacy of this. And let me see if I could pull this particular page up. I did get it printed out because there was so much junk in this that I was thinking, okay, yeah, we got to go through this because this is just insane. Okay, here it is right here. This is on page 15. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. A comprehensive approach to literacy encompasses reading, writing, speaking, and listening, and it occurs in a safe and nurturing and culturally responsive environment. It's a continuum of knowledge and skills, beginning at birth with oral language development and progressing to the development of written language skills and knowledge of the world that continues until adulthood. Then tell me why. If this is what's happening in North Carolina, do we have so many students who are still to this day graduating where they cannot pronounce, read or spell sometimes even their own name? And how do I know this? Because my husband happens to work at a higher higher education institute here in the county. And he can tell you he has seen students come through, whether it's through the um, private school the parochial school, the public school, or a mix thereof, that we have students who are coming who cannot pronounce their own names. So if the state is going to brag on how well our kids coming through this operation are going to do, they are not backing it up with real proof. Well, of course not. They're doing well. If they're not doing it with the uh, with the the stuff of the convids, and we're seeing science falsely so called, which Paul tells warns Timothy about, uh, obviously they're going to come in and talk about the science of reading uh, and nonsense right. about that. They're still trying to to pull the same thing using the same terms, but it's still the same old <clears throat> scam. It's still the same old ho- uh, hoaxes right. poxes thing. Right, and in the archives, I'm going to have for you all the documents that are helping support this kind of malarkey that we're seeing um, 
through this particular document, but also surfacing in these other states, which will include the UNICEF response to loss of learning in the name of COVID. And UNICEF, we know, is part of the UN. You're going to have the Department of Education, their volume two of their COVID handbook. You're also going to have the National Governors Association and the Council of Chief State Schools Office's um, joint statement on how to handle all this transformation in your district. And let's just be honest, you have to have your district, which will oversee homeschool in some states. Uh, You're going to see that the transformation is not really about what Johnny and Susie are learning, but how hooked up to the data tracking system can they be? And that's precisely what is going on here. You're also going to see in this particular document under those four targets of literacy, student support services, accountability, accountability and testing and human capital. Here's what you're really going to see. Okay. Literacy, again, is science, not phonics, because, you know, you cannot learn to read by sight and do it well. Uh, Student support services, this will encompass your social and emotional learning, including behavioral and mental health services that you may or may not qualify for. And of course, uh, in internet access for all, because we can't track you if we can't have you plugged in. Uh, The accountability and testing will be all on this company competency-based assessment model. And then, of course, the human capital will encompass what's known as the human capital roundtable. And uh, again, supposedly just targeting teachers, but if you read the fine print in here, and I know that our listeners and viewers know this by now, by following all that we have have shown them, that, you know, you got to read between the lines and, you know, it's not just going to be about the teachers, okay? Now, uh, page six, you will see where all the uh, funding streams from the feds were mentioned that I've already given you. You will see on page eight that there are SMART goals. Now, what's so interesting about the SMART goals is on every one of these four targets, you will see a section where it says SMART goal, and then it's going to say, hang on, let me show you one of the pages so that everybody can see. And if you can't see, then um, we will describe it for you. Okay, give me just a second. All right. Is this what you um, wanted to see here? Yeah, that's it right there. The SMART goals right there. Okay. Now SMART stands for, and you have an image to show if you would. So uh, that was in the article. I think I sent it in the email as well. It's going to look like a chart. It's going to have the acronym spelled out and it's going to say, what is it? SMART. Oh goodness. There it is. Okay. So what is that? Specific, measurable, uh, attainable, relevant, and trackable. How many of those have to do with data mining? Pretty much all of them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those play into what's also known as the hard goals. And I give you the article link where you can see the smart goals defined, the hard goals uh, defined. Social and emotional learning is also called the soft goals. Okay. So you have all these things that don't have to do with education, but somehow it's education. Now you'll not only see the smart goal, you're going to see the metrics by which all this operation is supposed to play out, followed by action items, dependencies, and levers that the state will use against you to bring this kind of garbage up. Okay. 
You're also going to see, and again, that's on every target, okay? So if you have an interest in any of those, that's exactly what you need to look for. All right, page nine will show you that uh, the federal level, as well as your state general assembly, will be used as leverage to help bring all this stuff about. And anytime we use leverage in a political document, such as legislation, that means that the government is now creating it where it's us versus them, okay? Mm. It's not how physics works, where we're using leverage to help you know, maybe improve something. But that's what they want you to think is, oh, this leverage is going to be to improve something. No, it's about control. Hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. We've already explained what a public school unit is, which should alarm a lot of people. Page 17, you will see where community colleges and universities have to align with pre-K to 12th grade education for that seamless career tracking Um, A continuum. Page 18 will tell you that in North Carolina by 2025, all opportunity gaps in the state in the name of education will be closed. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm not going to hold my breath. Okay. Page 28. This is where your human capital section will begin. And Lastly, Operation Polaris will align with North Carolina's State Board Education Strategic Plan for 2025. And one of the things I noticed when Adam was speaking was down at the bottom of the screen that was up on the stage, it said something, and then it said goals 21 through 22. I saw that. Yeah, well, knowing that Michigan also has this kind of garbage uh, in their particular state government, this would be a huge clue to anyone who was at that school board meeting or anyone who goes to the school board meetings in any of the 12 states that I've mentioned. Uh, you're going to see in this particular um, operation as well that uh, these appointed boards from the governor's office on down are going to be in control of what is going on in your local school. Now, I'm, I've got uh, contacts here at uh, the local chapter for Moms of Liberty, and they are very concerned about the amount of social and emotional learning. And um, I've put out a call to let's, hey, let's get together and let's go over this operation because, you know, it's going to hit our county as it will the other 99 counties in this state. But, you know, again, I, I show you what's going on in North Carolina so that you could see what's going on in your state, because I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it's going on in your other states as well. So I don't know, Tim, if you want to show some of those particular documents that I've mentioned, those were all in the resources, and we can go over those briefly, because the one that scared me the most was that human capital roundtable. And what we're finding is that it's not just our schools that are claiming human capital. It's coming from the business aspect, because after all, you can't have skill-based education if it's not aligned to what your your businesses want. And part of the garbage is that these local businesses have to partner with your school in order for your local education to, to have students graduate so that they can seamlessly just walk right into these jobs. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got it. Uh, I've got it pulled up. So if you want to go through it, yeah. that's fine. There you go. Okay, so this was back from. Read the date, if you would, for those. Yeah, who can't June the seventh, two thousand eighteen. And we're in what? 
2021. This is in, yeah, this is this mm-hmm. was happening in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., room 333. They didn't even want to know which uh, <laughs> room you're in here. Okay, so very briefly, if you would, read what the, the goal of this entire meeting was. And remember, this might be a three-year-old meeting, but this means that that human capital stuff, the strategic stuff, has been in place at least for three years, if not longer. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. All right, so what are some of the things here? Because this has this National Governors Association. This is what we talked about last week, I believe it was. Yeah, I I think it was. But it's going to tell you in here what the purpose of the meeting was, and that was what I was hoping you would be able to read for for those who are not able to see this. All right, now Um, is that under the context here? I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, Uh, it says the human capital roadmap. And i got to tell you, the the whole – the phrase human capital smacks of, I don't Mm -hmm. know, collateral damage. That's I mean, it's just – it makes humans as though they're just, you know, trinkets, get, uh, widgets or something to be yeah. used. That's, I mean, yeah. that's what it smacks of. The Human Capital Roadmap uh, Expert Road Roundtable has been created to help guide the work of the Education Division in developing a policy roadmap for governors and their staff on ways to build a cohesive and comprehensive system of educator development and support in their states. The policy roadmap seeks to provide governors and their staff with, one, a current research base on the need for building a comprehensive system of educator development and support, two, planning tools and resources they can use to move this work forward, three, components of a a cohesive system of educator development and support for or from recruitment and preparation to professional learning, growth, and leadership, four, action steps, they can take to lead this work in their state and five concrete models and examples of where this work is being done effectively across the country. And the meeting objectives are to ensure the issue, uh, the issue we are seeking to address is clear and compelling, examine the role of the governor and the unique value add this roadmap can bring to the field as a catalyst for action in states, ensure that the components identified are the correct levers for Uh, helping governors and states develop a coherent and comprehensive system of educator development and support, identify and discuss best practices, policy levers, and potential roadblocks or challenges related to these components, and lastly, elevate successful and innovative state models to serve as exemplars. Now, Lynn... That's a lot of verbiage for a lot of nothing, isn't it? Well, while I'm reading this, I'm just thinking of my days in construction, and I did a lot of work up in the Raleigh-Durham area. And mm-hmm. I look, <laughs> they can't get their road system fixed. Okay. They can't even fix their stupid road system up there. That thing was under construction for years and, and still right. is. Uh, right. The same areas. They can't do that, but yet they're going to take on this, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Corn brain <laughs> idea of controlling education, uh, getting educators who are getting stupider by the year, which make her, make students in the school stupider by the year. And, mm-hmm. and yet they can't do the function for which government was given, which was to to bring justice upon the heads of, of evildoers. They can't do that because they themselves are the evildoers. That's the problem that I have with all of this. Oh, I, and I don't argue. I, I really don't. But did you hear how many times leverage and innovation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are all buzzwords. And then how this this particular sold out, entity in the first place is going to help your state get their act together enough to be able to to do everything they said no it's going to be to do exactly what 
the uh, agenda calls for, which, and we know the agenda. It, it all ties back to those sustainable development goals where you have education and labor that are, you know, they're number four and number eight. That's not by mistake. Okay. Number three is health is no mistake in where these particular goals were placed. But because you have these international groups and these other uh, American groups who've sold out to all this, it's no wonder this is going on. Now, West Ed, this is a Common Core machine-laden regional educational entity that serves a western portion of the United States, but it is cited in this North Carolina Operation Polaris document. Now, if you want to find out what it really means for your school or your district to transform itself under the guise of this COVID learning loss and recovery, it's where, that's where you need to go because this is where Truett got a lot of her BS that is in this particular operation. That's going to be uh, in the archives as well for you. I give you not only the page where you can see the process by which this happens, but you can go to all their documents concerning this and download any of them that you want to, to look at. Okay. Now, one of the other things that was mentioned in this particular operation, and I will note, okay, normally when you have a documentation of a plan like this, there will be some sort of resource uh, log or bibliography or, okay, here's where you can find, uh, here's where we uh, point you to where we got our information from. This plan does not have it. So anything that was cited in here, Tim, I had to go hunt and find for myself. Now, one of the things that was brought up was a path forward collaborative. And again, this goes back in one of the sections uh, uh, for the targets. And I think it was under under the name of literacy. And now the path forward collaborative is a little tricky. And here's why. Because, yes, it's a it's a leverage that's going to be used to help uh, supposedly North Carolina be able to read better. There were no links available, so it's not clear if this collaborative is from the ABC Science Collaborative, which I give you a link to. It's based in North Carolina, but spreads through 12 other states. So again, not just North Carolina. Uh, And it's all about COVID safety at schools. In fact, when I clicked on the website for the ABC Collaborative um, for the Path Forward documentation, you're going to see nothing but um, face coverings and how this study and that study and and all these others say that, yes, we have to, to go about doing this to our children. All right, there's also a... Path Forward Collaborative that is done through the National Alliance of Healthcare Purchaser Coalitions. In other words, all those coalitions throughout the United States who are in charge of buying healthcare equipment for your area have a collaborative and it bases itself mainly on mental health services and behavior interventions that we're seeing play out in our schools and then also available to our communities. Uh, I even found a Northeast business group that is designed for health in businesses that uses this same model of path forward. So 
it's no wonder we're seeing business think it has anything to do with education because it is forcing itself upon education. Okay. Now this whole thing about path forward is concerning because it shows up in the part of this operation Polaris, where it's talking about transitioning your children all the way from preschool over to college. So this is huge. Okay. I also show you that in North Carolina back in, I think it is 2019, Cooper made an executive order to create what's known as the Drive Task Force, which again is another governor housed appointed committee of do-gooders, or they think they're doing good. And here's what DRIVE stands for, okay? Developing a representative and inclusion vision for education. Let me say that again. Developing a representative and inclusive vision for education. Now, one of the main backers for this particular appointed task force, Tim, is former Governor Hunt, who went on to create the Hunt Institute, which was key in the foundational documentation to create the Common Core State Standards in the first place. And the Hunt Institute since then has done its best to make sure that everything is done on the Skinnerarian model of skill-based education, outcome-based education for a workforce-ready North Carolina. And that's where you will find that the best North Carolina stands for business education. And I don't remember what the ST stands for, but in other words, it comes up from the business aspect through the Department of Commerce and your local chambers of commerce to marry up to education for that workforce readiness. And the reason why our uh, Department of Commerce needs to be looked at in all this alignment is because as we remember our Common Core State Standards history, Bill Gates gave the U.S. Department of uh, Commerce, which oversees all the chambers of, of commerce in the nation, millions of dollars to do one thing, and that was to take the Common Core State Standards and align them to every workforce uh, standard that's been found in the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, the career tech education tracks that we can find that are available to homeschoolers, as well as every other type of schooler, and through the science, technology, engineering, and math. Wow, I didn't even know that Jim Hunt was still alive, okay? <laughs> he may not be, but his institute is, okay? okay. All and, right. and 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 one of the things that I pointed out, not to make this a R versus D thing, okay? Because Hunt was a D, Cooper's a D, but Truett is an R. The former state superintendent was an R as well. And my point in showing an image that I did, as well as linking to an article, is that I'm showing you that Cooper was gearing up career pathways through the STEM and the uh, career tech education, even with the previous R state superintendents. So this should be showing people it doesn't matter a hoot what letters behind their name, if they're in some sort of authority over you, look at what they're doing, not what letters behind their name. Yeah, well, let me let me just bring that into something that's going on in the chat. And somebody's okay. come in and talked about military tribunals and this that, and the other. We just got through pointing out that the guy that you're backing, who's who's 
tied in with the whole Q thing, feeding you that stuff, is the guy who has started all this with all that funding through that alleged COVID relief. This was right at the first. To believe that he did that, but yet he's somehow working for the people, is asinine. I mean, it's, it's just, and Lynn, it drives me crazy because you come in actually documenting. I have seen enough of this military tribunal stuff like it's going to save us. We're the, we're the solution. And this is why you bring us the information. It isn't to scare us. It isn't to beat us down. It is so we can say, Hey, we know what you're doing. Now we're going to, we're going on the offensive to attack mm-hmm. what you're doing to us. And I wish people get it through their heads. The military is not coming to save you. Trump is not coming to save you. The GOP isn't coming to save you. Okay. God empowering his people, raising up a standard against the flood of evil that comes in is what's going to save us. But we're going to have to be the ones who put it in shoe leather. We're going to have to take it to the enemy. And as I said the other day on the show, the gates of hell don't prevail against the church. That's the words of Lord Jesus. That's not mine. That's what he said. And the gates of hell are right in front of us if we'll take it to them. That's why I played People like Adam at the first, he's going against the gates of hell, the school board there. He is Mm -hmm. addressing them and saying, you're not in line with what God has said, and I'm calling you out on it. You need to get, you need to repent. You need to get yourself back in line. You have an authority that the people have put you in that place as ministers of God in that position of authority, and you have usurped that, and you're doing something you're not supposed to be. You need to get back in line. And that's where the solutions are going to come from. And, you know, Lynn, you go through all of this stuff. In every military operation or any kind of strategic kind of operation, you have people doing a lot of different work. You have guys who map out things. You've got people who uh, bring in other stuff to uh, be foot soldiers. You've got people who are on the air campaign and all that. All of them work together. You're one of those people who are in the back room, you know, pulling out the files and the maps and finding out where the enemy is and what they're doing. And then somebody comes along and then they're setting up a strategy to go after the enemy. And then you've got people who actually go in there and go after the enemy. So we all play a part in this. Oh, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Yeah. And, And so here's the thing. For David in the chat, we're not here to distract you. We're giving you stuff we can actually prove. You have squat. You've got people who've written on military tribunals for whoever, Obama, you know, day one, I don't know, five times in the past year over to a particular site I can cite. But the fact of the matter is we're giving you stuff that's right in front of your face. This is what they're doing to you and your kids, and you're not listening. You're saying that's a distraction. You want to believe in the alternate reality, which is no reality at all. Uh, that uh, you know, a psyop has put before you instead of dealing with the problems, the real problems, and you being the solution. You want somebody else to fix it for you. Shame on you. You need to repent. You really do. Sorry, I just want to throw that in there because I'm seeing it in there, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous that people are still waiting on somebody else to do for them what they are too cowardly to do for themselves. But think about it. That's a product of our of our education, our, our yep. education system. Exactly. That is the that is the the community culture shift that the UN is depending on, okay? But I wanted to point out uh, that document that we showed that was from 2018 that uh, was from the National Governors Association. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates funded that entire meeting. So that should tell you a big clue, uh, considering the fact that I just told you that, you know, they've been influencing Department of Commerce throughout the nation for years. The Business Roundtable years ago fully endorsed the presence of Common Core Career Tech Education in STEM. So they are calling human capital 
be it from an educator standpoint or from a student standpoint, because a student standpoint means a worker that they can, you know, uh, take control of. They're calling it an investment. Okay. North Carolina Best, I just brought them up. They have a video that is available. I think it's on YouTube. It's about 47 minutes. So no, we don't have time for that. Uh, I did not give the link to that, but if you want to find it, it's it's pretty easy to find. Just go to uh, North Carolina Best and uh, you it's a government website. You can find it in their resources. The Southern Regional Education Board, which also receives a lot of funding from the Gates organization, has a huge uh, human capital roundtable that is mentioned in here, and they're using it under the guise of it's to help North Carolina. But let's face it, the Southern Regional Education Board uh, has jurisdiction over, I believe it is, 12 different states that stretch from, I believe it is, Virginia to North Carolina, down through uh, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. It goes over to Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and I think it ends in Texas. So again, it's not just North Carolina, but they put, they have uh, tons of documentation on their website. The United Nations also has a human capital uh, video that's over two hours, and that again is on uh, YouTube as well. So if you think that we're making this stuff up, these are just uh, a few of the places where you could go and you can look. Um, and I wanted to show a graphic, Tim. And again, for those who are listening, I'll try in my best to describe it. This is from page five. And if you'll notice, it says up here for Operation Polaris, it tells you that the State Board of Education, the governor's office and the General Assembly are where all this operation is supposed to start. If that's local control, why is it not at, you know, your county level or your district level? But no, this is starting from top down, as we've seen so many times. Okay, now underneath them over on the left, we see stakeholders and advocacy. Then we see that there's the DPI, which stands for Department of Public Instruction. Executive Council, which is going to be all appointed. Okay, and then you have the Department of Health and Human Services. Well, where's where is uh, the rest of DPI? Where's the you know where is uh, uh, where are all the, the the district leaders? Where are the parents? Where are the local educational uh, agencies? Because that was the question I had over here: was where are the parents and the local education agencies, which are not just schools; those are anything that's connected to your school through a service or, or whatever. All right, Lynn, then, then, Lynn, hang, hang on. Yes. We we got to close out the show here. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Uh, that's I'm okay. Sorry. We'll, we'll hold we'll hold you over for a little bit. So if okay. you want to join us, at Red State Talk Radio. Sure. If you're listening there, Sons of Liberty Media, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page. Before it's news.com, top of the page. Uh, you can continue with us on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty or Twitch at Setting Brushfires. We're going to hold Lynn over just a couple of minutes so she can finish her thoughts on this. You guys will be back tomorrow. Dr. Jane Ruby, 6 a.m., Lord willing. And Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern today. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See you. Okay, all right. We want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and uh, thank you. And Lynn, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I had to cut it off just for the radio show. So go ahead and continue your thought there. Okay, I really do apologize because I know there was something I wanted to get on before we had to close, but that's okay. Um, 
Okay, so back to this particular graphic, if you'll notice underneath the, the top down control, we now have, a, we've shifted to a circle. So we've gone from squares to circles, which is no big deal, but interspersed through the four targets, you're going to see one word repeated and that's equity. Now, as you and I have textbook defined and dictionary defined equity before on this show so many times, it is a financial term that deals with economics. If you want to talk about people, you need to use the word equality, and that is not used in this particular image. And there's a reason why, because it's not about equality or people. It is about economics and money. Well, it isn't even good economics. It's just about money. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. And you're, you're precisely right. Okay. I just wanted to, to point that out. Yeah. So this particular plan is dastardly. Um, I wish it was only in North Carolina because then we could say, hey, you know, these other states, hey, well, yeah, we can we can go there. But as we know, there's no safe place. We cannot escape this. We're going to have to solve it. And one of the things that I wanted to point out um, during the regular part of the show is that tomorrow evening, this will be free. It'll be online. And if you didn't get an invitation, I believe it's in the links for today's archives. Uh, if you don't do anything else, go to citizensforfreespeech.org tomorrow night at 8 p.m. our time. And of course, it's uh, whatever time zone you're in. Um, it's a national town hall uh, alert. And what is going to be covered are going to be things like what are we doing locally or how we can act locally to help our communities uh, escape the tyranny that we're seeing that's being done either through education or health care or through our local governments. And so I just wanted to point that out because that's going to be something that's free. You can listen online to. It's only going to be probably about an hour. It would be so worth your time because if you're wanting to have someone come in and save you, you're going to have to save yourself first. You cannot pick up your backyard until you pick up your house. Okay. You can't clean the neighborhood till you clean your house. So uh, Patrick Wood is going to be heading that. There will be a panel of experts, including some of the doctors who have uh, stood up and said, wait a minute, this is not what you think it is. So there are going to be a lot of experts that are on this national town hall. And uh, I've seen other uh, national entities promote this or invite people to uh, listen into this. Tom Wood with American Policy, excuse me, Tom DeWeese with American Policy Center. I've seen the uh, Red and Green Access Exposed. They have promoted it. I think um, Alex Newman uh, with Liberty Sentinel has promoted this. So many different groups from all these uh, people that we've come to have on the show or use their resources. They're saying, hey, you really need to go and listen to what's going to be put out during this particular town hall. So I plan on being there. So why don't you come hang out with us? All right. Now, do you got a link for that that we can? uh, I believe. Hang on just a second. I believe I stuck it in there. No, I sent it to you separately. Okay. It was in an email, Tim. It was one I said that I forgot to include. Okay. All right. I'll find that and I'll make sure that that link is in yeah. there uh, yeah, so people if, can check that out. Yeah, but if you can't find that particular link, if you do nothing else, go to citizensforfreespeech.org and you can find the town hall from there. Okay. Now that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, 
That's Patrick's site, right? Yeah, that's Patrick Wood's site. Okay. Yeah, yep, and there's so. also, and we've also uh, used the uh, No Mask for Kids that Citizens for Free Speech has started yep. as well. Mm-hmm. So there it is, and you can invite people, you can share it, you can uh, say, "Hey, I'm going to get a, a group in my living room, and we'll, we'll watch it together." Uh, you know, because it'll ask you how many are you bringing. So again, since we can't uh, pull this off in a national way in person they're doing it online which is really great because that reaches all the time zones and i think it'll probably be archived knowing uh citizens entity so yeah it's well worth our time to do it and it's free okay all right okay all right you got anything else that was it. I think that's been a lot in, in just a short time. I hate that we had to go over, but you know, when you, when you start digging, it's amazing what you find and people will tell me, well, you know, you're just way too far out in the weeds, but if we're not out of the weeds, that's where they hide this stuff. Yep. And if you're not out there, how are you going to know where to look? So again, it's not what I'm saying. I'm pointing you to where to look. Yeah. 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 In this, in this, uh, it's amazing when you, when you bring this stuff out and then people want to go back in their dreamland. Um, (laughs) just, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, um, with that said, Lynn, I'm going to let you take a few seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you and your work and how they can support you. Because guys, let me tell you, just like everybody that I bring on the show, they come on and they give us of their time. They don't charge the Sons of Liberty to come on. Not that we're making any money off of it either. But the fact of the matter is they don't charge us for that. And uh, so Lynn not only does a lot of this writing and uh, and and digging and things of this nature to give it to the people so they can do something with it, uh, but she goes around the country too. She, if you invite her to come speak and to share the information she has and solutions she has uh, anywhere in the country, she's more than happy to come if she can go. But a lot of times that costs money just like it costs money for Bradley to – you know, drive 13 hours to Michigan and to spend the night in hotels and eat and everything while he's there for, you know, a week and doing what he's doing there. So if you would like to, uh, Lynn, uh, throw in also how they can help support you and your work, please do that mm-hmm. too. Okay. Uh, my blog, CommonCoreDiva.com, on there you will find a donate link. It's up at the top of the page. I think it's the last uh item up on the right-hand side. You can also support me through the Breaking News Journal on Roku and Amazon. I have a Common Core Diva channel. Uh, Subscriptions to that are available as well, and I think it's like three bucks a month, and uh, you can have access to that so that videos like this can be seen and shared. You can also find me on USA.life. You can find me on MeWe. You can find me at localactivist.org, which is a part of the Citizens for Free Speech. You can find me on here on Sons of Liberty. You can find me when we're filming at the Liberty Bells on Rumble, and that's with Suzanne Hamner. We usually do that every Thursday morning. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And uh, if there's any topic that you would like me to cover or anything that you would like me to speak on, whether it be online or in person, I would love to be there and be with you. Just uh, let Tim know, and he can let me know. And uh, that's where you can find me. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lynn. We appreciate Thanks. you as always. And uh, guys, again, 6 a.m. tomorrow, Lord willing, we're going to play the uh, interview with Dr. Jane Ruby. And I was all tongue-tied because the pre-record thing messes with me because I'm used to a certain thing that I say, and it it, it was a mess. But uh, the interview was really good, and it's going to be different than last time when she was on. I'm telling you, she's fired up about 
the stuff she's seen, and she says, we've got to do something about this. We've got to be the solution to this because everybody else is failing us. So uh, you don't want to miss that. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it, was, it was really good. It really was. And she got a little upset and used a few words that they're not terrible, terrible, but yeah, you could tell she was upset about it. So uh, you'll, you'll, you'll really appreciate that. Don't miss Bradley again, 3 p.m. Eastern today, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You guys go have a great day. See ya.